In a big week for Frederick County Sports, welcome in to the Final Score Podcast. Rick Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. We are proud to be sponsored by PFP, Players, Fitness, and Performance here in Frederick. And we are in an exciting stage in the fall sports playoffs. There are four teams in the state soccer finals. We have three regional football finals on tap. And the big one, of course, is Oakdale, Damascus, and the 2A West. And in just a couple of minutes, we'll have uh, state football guru Kyle McFadden on to discuss that big game, as well as the others. And uh, the Urbana volleyball team, we have to mention, is in its first state volleyball final. But right now, I'm very pleased to be joined by Adam Weinstein. He is the head coach of the Thomas Johnson girls soccer team. The Patriots are in a state final for the first time since their championship season in 2001. They will be bidding for their third championship overall at 7.30 Saturday night at Loyola (laughs) University if you're interested in making the trip. They'll be playing uh, Northern of Calvert County in the Class 3A championship game. How are you, Adam? Thanks for for coming in. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, what was what, what's what's the feeling right now being back uh, in the state championship cha- championship game, one win from a state title? Uh, uh, jubilation, I suppose. Maybe if you can sum it up in one word, um, the girls are super excited, very happy. I am so proud of them and so happy for them. Um, fortunately, uh, I've been here sort of recently um, with the girls, no, but with a different building and a different group of young men. Um, so that was fun and a, and a great trip two and years were, in a row. And you were referring to Oakdale. That's right. Uh, you were an assistant <clears throat> under Dan, un, under your good buddy and former teammate Dan Mulcahy That's at right. Oakdale. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just exciting to be back, right? Really exciting, yeah. And and I keep telling the girls, um, you know, sort of along the way as we, as we went um, – you know, this this is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be exciting. We put in a ton of hard work all through the off season. Um, from the beginning of August seventh, we've just been at it the entire way, and uh, and now we get to sort of enjoy some of the fruits of the labor. And, and every time we go out on some of these big stages, the playoffs really is what I'm talking about. This second season, this most important season, um, we tend to step up in those moments, and it's been really fun to watch. You guys were a bit up and down um, uh, during the season. I think at one point you told me you were sort of questioning, like, who are we? That's I mean, right. you, you, were, you were talking to your girls, like, well, what type of team <clears throat> do we really want to be? And then you came into the playoffs. I think you were 5-4-2, and two, so mm-hmm. so just keeping your head above uh, 500 there. But but you guys, you guys have caught fire as a group. I mean, why are you playing so well right now? Uh, it's hard to say. You know, if you can try to put it on one thing, I don't know that there's just one thing that you could attribute it to. I think um, we're just sort of starting to understand who we are, right? Uh, you're right, and I think I, that was a, a possibly a direct quote. Um, you know, I don't know that we knew who we were, and we were trying to struggle and figure out exactly what our identity was as a team. And I think that's most any team, especially in high school sports, right? This is like a three-month endeavor. This isn't professional sports. We're not doing this year-round, and there's a trades going on. Um, so, and I'm new to this program, and so the girls are still trying to get acclimated to what it is that I'm trying to do and who I am as a coach and what sort of my culture is. Um, so I think it's just all sort of coming to a head. You know, it's the second season for a lot of these girls, um, specifically the seniors and the juniors um, that have been around and, and were on the varsity team last year. And so I think we're just starting to click and, and sort of find out who we are and, and what brings us together. On Saturday, you beat Mount Hebron three to one. You were in the state semifinals for the first time since 2010. What just what was the feeling like as the the final seconds uh, ticked off the clock there with you guys ahead by two goals? <laughs> uh, 
so personally, it was very exciting. Um, <clears throat> but my head immediately, for better or worse, g- goes to the next game. Uh, like we beat Linganore, and it was a really big match at Linganore for the section semi uh, section final. And I was already on my phone trying to figure out who had won on the other side for, at, down at Westminster. So you literally enjoy your victories for like point. Two tenths of a second, maybe two minutes. Maybe two minutes. <laughs> okay. Maybe two you, minutes. You you allow yourself that. Yeah, so. it's good. You know, shake hands. You know, be classy and and give the other team the respect that they deserve. And then we get together and have a little bit of a moment. And then you know, go see our fans. And and I'm sorry, already thinking about the wheels are turning. What did we do well? What didn't we do well? What do we need to work on? You you were, but what do you think the girls were were, were feeling at that moment? <sighs> Ecstasy, I guess, to to some degree, right? I mean, you know, they've never been there and. We're going to the champ, the ship, right? Um, I think it's a big deal. It's it's hard to speak for exactly what what they're feeling, but I imagine it was. There's some hugging, some laughing, some so some screaming. Uh, I, I imagine so all all those things. They seem to still be feeling that way, <laughs> to be quite honest. And and I keep telling them it's it feels great to win. You know, you get a lot of p- positive feedback. All this hard work that we've been putting in, like this is confirmation that it was worth it, right? Um, so kind of have to reel them back in a little bit as we train this week. Fortunately, we have a whole week to get ready and prepare, and, and it's a good Northern team. So I expect that, you know, this is the two best teams in the state, right? So it should be set up that way, and so we got to make sure that we feel good about it and we're happy, but uh, we need to be focused. Yeah, I mean, what, 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 tell us what the vibe has been like in practice uh, this week. <laughs> so yesterday was just, you know, let's keep it light and have some fun. Uh, no days off, right? They had Sunday off. So the girls that play club, like they went to their club matches, but they didn't play. And the coaches are great in understanding about that, obviously, because this is an opportunity that doesn't come around every, you know, every season. Um, <clears throat> yesterday was light, and we kept it kind of easy. We did some fun activities that, that they like to do. Um, touching the soccer ball, getting loose, that kind of thing. Today, a little bit more tactical, right? A little bit more sharp and focused. Um, you know, obviously this time of year you're working on PKs. Every practice or just about. Um, just making sure we constantly feel comfortable in whatever type of situation we find ourselves in. Uh, the, the state semifinal at Ligonor was your third straight game on that field, your third straight game at Ligonor. Ligonor is not a place that has treated you great in the past, I mean, you guys have you guys have struggled there, mm-hmm. but 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 in the in the regional semifinals, you beat Ligonor. You mm-hmm. finally got you described it as the monkey coming off the back. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what other way to say it. You know, these seniors had have never beat that Ligonor team before, so it was a big moment for them. It was a big moment for the program. Um, you know, and it's not about us versus Ligonor kind of mentality, but you know, when you lose to the same team over and over again, it becomes more than just us versus them. You know, right. Uh, you, you've often talked about it and all you have to do is watch your team and uh, the three players that stand out are your three senior captains, uh, Sarah Hahn, Megan Wilson, uh, Katie McKevitt. I mean, what, what, what do these girls, these, these three senior captains mean to your team? Um, I think they all have sort of their own personality, and, I, and that was part of the process in, in them being the captain. So I encourage them to give me some feedback. So we have a whole process for it. But ultimately, right, I'm the head coach. It's one of those perks that I have. I get to make that decision. Um, but they each bring something a little bit different. And um, and I think because of that and sort of that dichotomy of it all, it's really it's really impactful for the whole group. You know, uh, everybody feels like they can go to somebody. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sarah in particular has been awesome in these playoffs. I mean, she had a hat trick against Manchester Valley in, in the regional final, mm-hmm. scored another goal Saturday. I think she has 19 on the season. I mean, what makes her, Sarah, such a special player? 
She, um, I tell you, this year in particular, so last, I mean, I was with her for last year as well, but this year I've just seen this next level from Sarah Hahn. She, um, she obviously has this ability um, with the ball at her foot. She can strike it really well, and when she wants it, I mean, it seems to be sort of on her back, right? Like she, at, to some degree, willed us to that win at Linganore. You know, we got the first goal, and then they got one. And just a few minutes later, right, it, I knew at halftime that we weren't going to lose that game. And it was because of those senior captains stepping up in the huddle and saying, guys, we're not walking out of here again with a loss. Right. How, how about Megan? You say everyone, she, she, every, all three of them bring something different to the team. What, what, what does Megan bring? So Megan is this kind of person that um, I think any father would love to have their son bring home. Right. Yeah. She's just the sweetest person, the, all the girls. So part of the process in picking the captains is allowing them to have a say, a vote. Uh, she was unanimous. She was the only person that was unanimous across all the girls. Every single person voted for her. Just because she's so nice or, um, or why, why do you think that was? She it's <clears throat> part of it is that sure. Um, but, you know, a good leader, it, it's not about what they say all the time or, or necessarily who they are. It's about what they do and how they act. Um, she has been a leader since the moment last season ended all the way through into the beginning of this season. She was in all after-school workouts, right? She was always pushing others, trying to get everybody else to come in. Um, she's just been a true leader for, from every sense of the word the whole way through. Right. And, and with Katie McCavitt, McCavitt, right? Mm -hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. um, uh, correctly. Uh, I, I saw you guys play Frederick on, on senior night. You guys won that game. And, and I said, hey, can I talk to your three senior captains because it's senior night? I think two of them had just gotten asked to the, to the prom, <laughs> mm -hmm. if, 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 I'm, if, if I'm remembering the night um, correctly. Homecoming, yeah. Or, homecoming. or home, the homecoming dance, yes. And uh, you said, Katie's great, and she, she, but she doesn't say a lot. But, 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 <laughs> when, but, but when she does say something, every, everyone listens. What she says is important and impactful. Right. I mean, is that how you would describe her? Or? Yeah, absolutely. She... Um... She's often very quiet, right? But when she wants something done, yeah, it just seems to get done, right? So um, <laughs> she's usually the one keeping me on track too, right? I'll get caught up in sort of the joy of a win um, or even the heartbreak of a loss, and she'll she even picks me up. So she's just sort of like that motherly type, um, like big sister kind of role and it's I think super important you got to have you know a little bit of each you got to have somebody that's pushing you in this way and Sarah's sort of pushing people in a very um, passionate way especially on the field uh, Megan is somebody that everybody can go to and feel really comfortable with and Katie just sort of has her has her finger on the pulse of everyone and kind of knows what to say and when to say it and, and they're all perfectly positioned on the field too you got Sarah up top you got you got Megan in the midfield you got you got <clears throat> Katie is normally in, in on your on your back line so, yeah so you have a leader in all quadrants of the field really so katie's on the back in the back yeah. megan's in the back and then i've got elena klutz who's a junior who sits right in the middle yeah of the yeah i wanted to ask you about that tell us about some of the players who maybe don't get as much press as your three senior <clears throat> captains but but mean a lot to your team yeah so right now uh and i'll come back to elena but right now like the sort of the running joke is may Hamen, who's uh usually plays like left mid uh somewhere in the midfield because uh, they all feel like she's the all-star. She's getting all the press right now from the state semifinal. She's all up posterized on the sports section. Right. So she had her big that's picture in the paper, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Big goal. It's the first right. goal. To say, it, it's been great. Um, and she tends to step up in big games like that, um, both offensively and defensively. You know, I don't – you could say this about all 20 of them that are on the roster right now. We wouldn't be here without each and every single one of them. 
Um, but right. she's been big, and the girls have been having fun sort of uh, with the whole famous thing. Yeah. Um, the teachers have been bringing it up in class, so that's fun. Um, and Elena Klutz is like this driving force in the midfield. I mean, she plays 80 minutes at the number 10 position, right, as a center midfielder, as an attacking center mid. And for anybody to do that, you know, even at her size, right? So she's a little bit shorter, but she is just a terror in there. And I think she makes it extremely difficult for other teams to really figure out a way to beat us. Right. Tell us about your goalkeeper too. I mean, she hasn't she hasn't allowed that much once once the games have become important here in the playoffs. Yeah, Elena is terrific. She, um, it's funny. She we love to get her in. Like so, you know, oftentimes you'll sort of split the team up, and you have goalkeepers go do this activity, and and maybe you have offensive defense, or maybe you just have like sort of possession activity. Goalkeepers there. We get Elena in on all the possessions. Right. She's great with her feet, and we want. I want to encourage that as much as possible. We want to use her as much as possible, so we feel real comfortable. Like she just becomes almost like a really deep sweeper at times and just so happens she gets to use her hands too (laughs) that helps Uh, did you think that winning a state title did you think that was possible this season honestly yeah of course yeah you do i do yeah i mean i know these girls and i know what it takes to get there i think if we could get everybody in a cohesive group and working together as a unit um, you know, we wear together on the back of our shirts, uh, on all of our practice shirts. That's our sort of motto every time we, we break it down. Um, I've seen yeah, the system uh, work. And Sarah said you walk onto the field together, you walk off the field together. That's I right. mean, everything is together. I mean, it, you know, every coach sort of has their own philosophy of how things go. And it was very different when I got here. Uh, better or worse, not for me to say. Um, but it seems like they, you know, they're teenagers, right? They're kids. They need structure. And I tried to come in with this program that Mac made it very clear and instilled in us. Uh, and then Danny brought over to Oakdale, and we were I was obviously heavily involved in that, in that. And so it's just sort of like a rinse and repeat, and the kids respond to it. You know, you, if you care and they know that you care about them, they buy into it. And so it's been really um, – gratifying honestly yeah i mean in my job as a reporter i often ask you about individual players and 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 you've always answered the question but but you always have brought it back to hey this this is a this is we're we're more than one player i'll ask you about sarah i I was asking about sarah after she scored her hat trick in the regional final and you said that was great it was was awesome sarah was amazing but (laughs) but but we wouldn't be here unless we were 25 players so so there again is that togetherness that, right. that, that you talk about so you, it has to be that way right you know you, there's no way for you to win a championship or, or get to this level without having a group that is fully invested in one another you know and, and, and it's teams and their kids and so there's always little things that are happening and you do your best to manage and you hope that you know you're instilling in them the same values that their parents are and that you know, at the in the end of the day, like we can sit down and we can have conversations when things don't go the way that we want them to. Um, but it's always about at the end of the day, or win, lose, or draw. It's together. What What was it about this group that gave you the belief, though, that they could win a state title? Was it just the togetherness that you talk about, or were, were there other qualities about it too that said, "Hey, we can win this thing"? I mean, I you don't get this far without talent, right? So there's a tremendous amount of talent on this team and on Walkersville's girls team, right? I mean, they, they got the better of us, our last game of the season, uh, you know, and Oakdale was right there, the girls as well. Uh, you just don't get this far without having a level of talent. And we have that. And I saw it, you know, I could see it last year. We, we were right there. We went to Linganore 
in the section semifinal, same place, same game, same everything. Lost in overtime. In overtime. And then they go on and win the state title. Yeah. What what, what did that do for your girls? And what, what did that show you kind of that a team you took to overtime went on to win it all? <laughs> I, I think it meant a lot. I mean, I think it's part of the reason we got to where we are. You know, I think there was a little bit of that buy-in last year. And, and, you know, all these all the girls that we had last year, these seniors that we had last year, they've been reaching out to us, email and text and all kinds of things. They're, they're coming from, from school to come to our game on Saturday night. Um, so like that mentality was there and, and the togetherness was there. We just weren't quite right. We hadn't put all the pieces together. And right. part of it was me too, right? Like I had never been, I had never coached a girls team before. So I had a lot of growing up and learning to do myself and I, and I take responsibility and put a lot of that on myself. And, and we had tons of conversations in the off season and we talked about, we don't want to feel this way again. Right. You know, like it should hurt. We should be feeling this way. It means it, it. That means that it meant something. And you returned a, a, a lot of your yeah. key players uh, from, from that team. So you knew you were going to get another crack at this yeah. thing. So what do you know about uh, Northern Calvert? A decent amount so far. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've got, I got to see him play on Saturday night. Um, and I've, I've gotten a few notes from some coaches across the state. Um, so, you know, they're a good team. And I expect that they're going to be exactly what they should be, which is a team that's – earned their way into the state final and they haven't won it before right they're there i don't think they I don't, I don't believe they have so they'll be the hungry team looking for the first state title too i know I mean, they, you, you guys aren't looking for your first i think it'll be number three, three I right think, yeah for the school yeah 97 uh, 01 and then uh, if you win this year it'll be uh, eight, 18 right. obviously so um i know that um i don't know exactly what their record is overall in the state tournament but right. i do know that every year it seems to be them and huntingtown coming out of Excuse me, like that southern region, and, right? And now. Huntingtown's the team that took Ligonor to PKs in the state final exactly. last year, right? Yeah. And they played in the section final, uh, the region semi, and I believe it went to PKs. It was a nil-nil game, and it went like five-four to PKs. It's, in it's, it's, it's a strong region, just like just like the West is. So. Yeah, you know, I think those teams are sort of vying every year. They nor, this northern team played Urbana. Um, just two years ago, 2016, I believe is is right, um, and lost one nothing to Chuck and his group over there. So, you know, I, I imagine, and some of these girls, so like their goalkeeper was on that squad. Yeah, their center back was on that team. So, I know that a couple of those girls were like sophomores then. They're seniors now, and they're they've sure been they're, there. Yeah, they know what it's like. Right. Yeah. So, what what type of game do you expect? Uh, I expect it to be pretty fast, uh, physical. You know, um, everything you'd hope for in a, in a championship match, right? Two sort of uh, big-time boxers going at each other. And, you know, I expect that each team's going to take a few punches. And and the end, it's going to come down to who's willing to sort of fight until the end. All right. Let's take a quick break. I want to ask Adam more about uh, himself, uh, how he got into coaching, uh, uh, the different dynamic between coaching boys and girls. And and, and we'll have more with uh, Coach Adam Weinstein um, after this quick break here on the Final Score Podcast. Why do I train? Why do I train? I train to jump higher. I train because I have something to prove. Be faster. And because speed, strength, and being better overall on and off the field is my mission. Nothing to me is impossible. I'm Andrew Simpson from Players Fitness and Performance in Frederick, Maryland. We have found that most middle and high school athletes do not have complete confidence, which is holding them back from being their best on and off the field. As official partners with FCPS, our why is to inspire athletes like yours to believe in themselves and perform more confidently and consistently in sports and in life. 
That's our why. What's your why? For more information, check out our website at www.playersfitnessandperformance.com. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatek here with TJ Girls Soccer Coach Adam Weinstein. And you said you never coached a girls team before you got the TJ. What What's the dynamic like? I mean, between coaching boys and, and coaching girls. <laughs> so um, it's interesting because I, I feel like I get this question a lot or maybe I just sort of tune into it a lot. Um, it's different in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know that it's better or worse any which way. I think the game itself is a bit different. Um and, and that's sort of, you know, I've been around it most of my life at this point. Um, and, and it's the reason that I, I keep wanting to do it. You know, in a lot of ways, I still play as much as I can just because it's, you know, you, you have a passion for it, a love for it, just like, you know, any other hobby. Or thing, well, you know? Where do you play? Uh, so I was doing outdoor leagues for a little while, but, uh, you know, you get a little bit older and, yeah. and, and then there's some other things that come into play. And, right. Uh, so now mostly just indoor stuff here and there. And, and, uh, you mean, sometimes you, I'll, you mean you don't want to run an 80 foot wide, uh, field, field 80 like, yard, yeah, right. 80 yard wide field like they have at Loyola. It gets a so. little tough. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, if it's, as you get older, I've found it's harder to get as many guys your age committed right. to doing it every Saturday right. or yeah. Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Usually this, um, this is not beer league soccer. This is pretty, this is more serious them, than Yeah. That. We oh, were driving right. down to Howard County and playing in some okay. men's leagues. Yeah. And, okay. and it was pretty tough. Right. Uh, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, so now it's mostly just like for fun on Friday nights or something over at the, right. the indoor soccer plex or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but I got you away from your question, the difference between coaching boys and girls. Yeah. It's, uh, I think the biggest difference for me, um, is not the game so much because it's essentially the same game. Um, but, uh, it's the kids, you know, the boys, uh, a lot of fun. Um, but you tell them something and you got to tell them five, six, seven times and they still might not get it. The girls, you tell them one time and and they don't forget. I mean, it's like in their head and every single time that instant happens, they're looking over to you like, I remember I got it right. Didn't I? Right. You know? So it's, uh, it's really rewarding that way because they're super coachable and you know, I'm fortunate. I've got a group of 20 girls that are all honor roll students. So like we were just talking about Megan and Sarah, Megan is like ranked number one in the class in her senior class right now. Oh, really? She's right? the valid Victorian. Yeah, well, or, we don't do it at TJ, or, or, but yeah, okay, she, yeah, her she's got a four zero um, unweighted GPA, and her weighted GPA is uh, four seven something mm-hmm. like that. So she's top three, I think. Um, so you know, you get a bunch, a group of really smart kids who are already sort of in tune and ha- and to what you're saying and, and trying to uh, be coachable in that way. And, you know, you can just take step after step after step. Every practice, you're making progress in some way, and yeah. it feels really good. How did this uh, love of yours for soccer develop? You know, I don't know. I've always sort of been like um, – I just – I'm a younger brother, right? So, yeah. so I, I don't know. I, I heard a kid talking about it the other day. Like, the younger sister was two of the kids. Uh, one's Elena and her little sister. They were talking about, well, I'm the younger one, so I'm always going to be better at things, right? So I guess maybe it was partly like that competitive nature. I have a brother that's four years older than me, and it was always very competitive. And there was kids in the neighborhood. We were always playing. So it was whatever it was that we were doing. Uh, street hockey could be baseball, basketball, handball, wall ball. It doesn't matter. We were doing something. Right. Every but, day. but why did soccer stick with you? It was just the sport that I kept going with. It seemed to be the one that I sort of gravitated the most. I don't know. Um, Wait, were you the best at it? Or was that, was that your best sport? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I played baseball and basketball like through middle school, right. but, uh, yeah, I just, I kept 
like the next team would be, oh yeah, we saw you play. We'd be interested in, in having you come try out kind of thing. And so I just kept kind of kept going that way. And, and the way things were going that time, I mean, it, it was almost like you just became a one sport athlete and you play year round. I mean, that's what club soccer was. We were playing year round. E- even in the winter, we would play our club team indoors. Um, so I think it just became sort of that avenue for me. And I've, I took a break from it in college and uh, got where, away from it a little bit. Where did you go to college? Duquesne, okay. up in Pittsburgh. Uh, yep. A Division I'm, I'm, one program. I'm a Robert Morris grad, so, oh, so, right, so down right, right down the street. Right down the street. I'm familiar with it, yep. Um, and they're a Division one program. And at that time, like my senior season, I sat at, in high school. Um, and where'd the, you go to high school? Urbana. Okay, yeah. yeah. And right. uh, the first game of my senior season, my ankle, done. And so I ended up in, uh, like we thought it was just a really bad sprain, but it just kept persisting and it ended up being a fracture and so it took longer to come back from um and i sat most of the year and it was frustrating right and um so i just sort of needed a break from it and i got away from it for a while but i was still doing it you know recreationally and and we did like a club thing at duquesne um and then by the time i got out like i was missing it you know a long lost love and you got to come back to it so it's been really great when did you think you'd be become a coach you know, I don't know that I ever like made a conscious decision like I really want to be a coach kind of thing. Um, but I knew Danny was taking over that program and I had reached out to him and I was trying to get into the school system. And so I was right down the street at Spring Ridge Elementary for a year and he just opened Oakdale. Um, and so we reconnected um, and we sat down one day and uh, we were kind of talking through some things and what would the coaching mentality be? And he's like, come be my JV coach. And I got into it and, and him and I just started firing right back you know and it, and it was it, it clicked it yeah. did and uh and i didn't want to get away from it and honestly the thing that i loved most about it was coaching with him you know and and then we brought dustin in who who was a good friend and um and and him and dan were very close through high school as well and uh so it just became like this thing like we were these urbana boys who were now coaching and you know we had mac that we could reach out to and get some advice from and he he was you know, always sort of in the peripheral, periphery and coming to our games. And uh, it was a really cool experience. And then you just develop this community and, and now here we are and it's, it's a wild ride. So it's, it's not really even about the sport anymore. It's sort of about building these communities around yourself. It's like little families, you know, and it's, right. you spend so much time on it. If you're not doing that, I don't know, maybe you're doing something wrong. Right. And, and, and how did the opportunity at TJ come about? So uh, I was coaching over at Oakdale with the boys for a little while, and uh, and some of the guys at TJ uh, had mentioned some things to me. Hey, you know, would you ever consider coaching over here? And and sort of my thought was like, I got a great gig. Like I'm coaching with my best friend, and you know we've got some good things going. We've had some success, and this was before you know those two teams that we had back to back. And and I was really comfortable in that assistant role. I, I wasn't looking for the limelight. I, w- I never would have done this kind of thing. I really enjoyed sort of being that in that role. Um, but then we took a year off, and I was sort of itching. And and it's hard to stand on the sideline and like not say anything, right. you know, when you think you, you've been in that role and you think you know better, kind of thing. So, uh, you know, put your money where your mouth is, I guess, right? Yeah. And I mean. You guys, you guys talked to TJ about setting the tone um, of the season. The, ba- the, ba- the baseball team won-, won a state title, and, and that was a really cool thing. And, and you guys sort of wanted to pick up where they left off and sort of set the tone and show the rest of the school w- w- what, what, what is 
possible, right? Sure. What, what, what you guys can do. I mean, how important is it for you that you guys have sort of lived up to what you wanted to do there? I think it's really important. Um, I think it was you that we were talking one day. Yeah. Um, I think this is, I think it's bigger than, than just us and, and just these girls. I think it's bigger for TJ. One of these coaches I was talking to on the phone the other day says, yeah, nobody knows who you guys are. And, you know, from a competitive standpoint, I'm like, good, right? That's what I want. I want to sort of be the underdog and come in and, and be underestimated. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think TJ has this really rich history. Uh, I mean, when I was in high school, which wasn't too, too long ago, that was the team to beat. I mean, that was the school. They they won everything, football, baseball, basketball for sure. And we were having games with them in boys soccer that were – I mean, they, it was like a bloodbath, it felt like, you know, anyways, as a player. So it, it, I think we're at that point where we've got a ton of talent and we're bringing in coaches. We've got a ton of coaches that are in the building working now, um, young people. So I think there's sort of this tide that's shifting. And we've got uh, Mike Chavez over there as our AD, which is um, you know, just sort of brought in this new uh, sort of mentality, I suppose, and – I think hopefully we're looking at rejuvenating some things. I mean, what's it like coaching soccer in this county? I mean, you're you're, you're banging heads with some heavyweights <laughs> it seems every night. I mean, you guys are in the state final, and you, and you have four four losses on your on on, on yeah. your schedule, like, and they're all legitimate to yeah. legitimate losses. It's not like you guys were terrible that night. <laughs> you're playing you're playing good teams every yeah. night. I mean, what's what's it like on, on the boys' side? You see it too. I mean, you have two teams in the state final on the boys' side. So. Yeah, I, the Frederick County has some soccer. That's there's some things going on here that, and I I suppose uh, a lot of credit is due to FC Frederick. You know, they have really built a, a really large club around the area, and there's been some other clubs that are happening. Um, I mean, I would love for there to be even more, quite honestly. The more that kids are playing, the better, uh, more opportunity. But, yeah, it seems like it doesn't matter who the county opponent is that night. Uh, it's going to be a match. It's going to be <laughs> two big heavyweights sort of coming together, and there's going to be a clash. And uh, I think there's a lot of respect on all sides, so it's been really good in that way. You know, these girls know each other from club, too, um, and social media. They all know each other, right? So... You know, on the field, it's a clash, but then after afterwards, we can all shake hands, and and it's for the most part um, really respectful, and the coaches are good about it. So it's for sure you got to be on your A game all the time. Yeah, I mean that, that's tough. I, I mean, like it. You can't you can't have a bad night. I mean you can't you can't be off. But but like you said, as a coach, that pushes you and it pushes your team to. You have to get better. I mean, I, I, yeah. it makes sense to me that Frederick County teams are making it to the to the finals. Right. Obviously, we can't all make it, but someone's going to squirt out because, well, all season long, you've been playing against some of the best that, that there is in the state. So Right. I mean, if you look at it, a quarter of the teams in the state final, like there's 16 spots, boys and girls, in, in the state final, four classifications, a quarter will be comprised of right. Frederick County teams, four. So, I mean – you're a former Urbana player. Urbana's back. You, you coached at Oakdale. Oakdale's in. You, you know the Walkersville girls program. I mean, what, what's your reaction just to seeing all these teams in, in, Honestly, in the state final? Yeah, it's not super surprising. And and if you sort of like just incorporate the CMC right and, and some of the Washington County, Smithsburg's playing for a one A state title. Right. So on the girls side, so I think. Um, I think sort of the conference that Kevin has built with uh, with Washington County, bringing some of those teams in, like it's some, it's it's impressive, honestly. Did you and guys play Smithburg? 
Uh, we do a preseason scrimmage okay. with them, yeah. But, but you didn't play them during the regular season? Nah, they, okay. we do like yeah. a home, like a rehearsal, dress rehearsal with them. Yeah. What do you want your girls to remember about this season, or what will you remember about this season? It's <laughs> a great question. Um, I think uh, I, I try to do a good job of sort of um, – taking a broader perspective and sort of seeing things from a, from a, from a larger scope. And it's hard, especially when you're right in the middle of the season. So when the season ends, you, you sort of sit back and you kind of recount how things are going. And, and I write a speech for our banquet and, and sort of look at the whole season. How, um, how's that speech coming along, by the way? I haven't started. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> started. Uh, actually, so we do, a, I do, a quick background i do uh, a trip down to see my sister and brother-in-law in yeah. charlotte every thanksgiving so okay. i'll do a lot of the writing on the road right um or at least just sort of getting some ideas out there not while you're driving we hope so no, not, no, no. not riding and driving we'll swap, the same. We'll okay. swap. yeah yeah we'll change <laughs> i'm good at that i don't need to drive the whole that, way. That, that would be distracted driving uh, i think if you're riding and driving it's at the not same happening time. <laughs> um so like that's a really good opportunity yeah. just to kind of get some perspective on yeah. things and really um, take stock and think about all the things that are going. You know, I lay my head down at night and and I tell the girls all the time, I'm like, I, I didn't sleep real well last night, even when we win. Right. You know, because I'm thinking about this or that or how could I have said things differently here or there. Um, you, have, so, you have an active mind, it sounds like. I mean, I think I think too much. Yeah. Like, like as, as soon as you win, you're thinking, like, what do we have to do in the next game? Stuff like that. So, yeah. Do people tell you, like, hey, calm down and take a breath and en- enjoy it for a second? Or Maybe um, they should. <laughs> Maybe they should. Maybe they don't know what I'm thinking. Now they will. Um, I think um, – I didn't really answer your question, but uh, and maybe it's because I'm like sort of dodging it. Like I yeah, don't really right. know. I right. haven't really taken stock of the whole year. I, I will say, but, though. but you've been there before, though. I mean, you know what it's like to play in the state final and win too. Yeah, so, yeah, and it's a tremendous feeling. And I want nothing more than for the for this group to feel it. You know, I, this group of young women has been a true pleasure. Like they are terrific kids and, and there's some really great relationships that I think I've built there and between them as well. And it's just great to see, you know, uh, one of them, it's funny, uh, one of my seniors and I have a freshman on the team, they're like the best of friends. And you know, it's high school, like seniors and freshmen, and they don't usually get that close. Right. But they are like connected at the hip. Everything they do, they walk together. We walk in pairs. They're they're always a pair, right? And usually the seniors are like at the front of the line. Well, she right. doesn't care. She'll walk wherever That's Sophie cool. is. So yeah. it's really cool. Like it's really rewarding. Who, who, so, are, who are the girls? Zoe Krigger and, and Sophie Jack. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's really cool to see. Um, but I, but, I, th- I, I suppose if I have to give you an answer in this long-winded way, um, it's it's that, you know, it's sort of looking back and seeing how all of this grew, you know, it's sort of seeds back in August and, and now we've got like full-fledged trees growing and, and it's 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 really rewarding. And, and honestly, I, I, I say this, I tell them, um, this is what it's all about. You know, they're joking, they're having fun and I have to sort of refocus them. Okay, guys, we right. got to be sharp. Like, I get you want to have fun in warm-ups, but right. we also need to make sure your muscles are loose so we don't pull something here. Right, and, and win or lose, what do you want them to take away from Saturday? Just being being in that game, that experience. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, so um, it's easy for kids to like, to drive up to these games, like Linganore for a state semifinal game and right. feel like this is this moment is bigger than they are. And so I tell them flat out, as as open as I can, like this moment is not bigger than you are. Now, as we walk in here and as as we sort of take stock of this, like be 
conscious, be present in the moment and, and enjoy it. You know, there's a job to do, right? We want to win a game, but enjoy this. Like when we walk out of that tunnel at Loyola on Saturday night, it, it, it's a, it can be overwhelming. You know, the crowd is right there at your back. It's a really in like intimate, but large venue at the same time. It's a big field. It is. Extremely. But the crowd is right there. Um, It's a really cool feeling. So I want them to experience all that and be present in the moment and not be worried about making a mistake or losing a game. Yeah. Is is, is the weather going to cooperate for you guys? Or, or, I mean, we we make it snow. The Walkersville game, it might snow on on Thursday night. Are you guys going to get good weather? got wood. I don't want to jinx it at all, but um, it looks like Saturday might be the best of the day so far. Okay, good. Thursday. I'm thinking they'll get the game in on Thursday. It should be rain by the time they play, I right. think. Just going to have to bundle up a little bit. M- m- might be a cold uh, yeah, cold night. Yeah, yeah. Were, were you happy with the Saturday night slot? Or I mean, were, you, were you hoping for something else? Or, Honestly, or, or whenever, whenever they tell us we're playing, we're playing? We or, get to play in the game. Yeah. Shit. Right. I tell the girls, everybody has a role. My right. role is to prepare them and have the scouting report and, and have a plan and the, and the tactics. Their job, their role is to show up and play whenever we tell them to play. Right. And the state makes all these choices. I they have a formula. They don't have a formula. It doesn't matter to me. Tell me what time, when we're going to be there, and, and we'll be yep. there. Well, again, for, for those interested in watching Adam's uh, terrific uh, team at TJ play, the game is 7.30 on Saturday night, Loyola University at the, at the Ridley uh, Sports Complex there. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll take on uh, Northern of Calvert County. should be a great game. And, and Adam, uh, thanks for coming in. Of course. We, thanks we, for having we, me. We, we wish you really well. So. Appreciate it. And we're back here on the Final Score Podcast in a second with state football guru, Kyle McFadden. All right, it's time to talk some football here on the Final Score Podcast. Joining me in studio now is state football guru, Kyle McFadden. Is, is, is that an accurate title for you, Kyle? State we can fo- go with that. State football guru. State football guru. Yeah, yeah, you, you have a good a web- term for me. You have, you have a website. Uh, where, I do. Where, where can people find your work and follow along? Kfad.com, K-F-A-D-D.com. It's my nickname from high school, so I just kept it short and sweet. Yeah, you used to, to write point. for Maryland Sports Access, right? Yes, I did, and then uh, decided to get out of that. But people also yeah. know you as a Ligonier High School grad. Yeah. Uh, yes. They know you for your brother's golf uh, exploits. Yes. Yes, 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 they do. The, the best golfer in uh, Frederick County. So I'd say uh, so. Yeah. So, um, but but here we go again, Kyle. We we have the game of the century of the year. I think last year was the game of the century. Walks with the mask is, but this is this is the game of the year probably. G- game of the year. I mean, we yeah. already had Ligonier, uh Oakdale, and that turned out into <laughs> that turned out to be a total dud. Uh, <laughs> With Oakdale, yeah. uh, no, no one, no one saw Oakdale smashing Linganore like they did. Yeah, that's uh, probably in, in, in worst that case game. scenario for Linganore, best case scenario for Oakdale. But but here we go again. It's Oakdale Damascus. Unlike last year, these teams are d- a lot different from each other. <laughs> I, I I think Walkersville and Damascus were two very similarly matched teams. They play the same style. They're both in the trenches, run the football type teams. This will be a bit of a contrast in styles because yes, Oakdale could run the ball, but but they also have uh, one of the top, if not the top, quarterback in the state in in, in Collins Lee. So I, I think they give the Masks a look that they haven't seen before uh, with this passing game. Do you agree? For sure. I mean, I've been looking back through the history on who the Masks has hosted and who's played there at the Masks, and 
I can't even recall the last time they've hosted a quarterback like Colin Schley and like this Oakdale offense. Now, um, yeah, I mean it's it's very intriguing because, like you said, Walkersville last year and Damascus, they're 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 very similar styles that they play with. Um, just how they run the football, you know, they're 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 very adamant about that. Both teams probably ran the ball about eighty five percent of the time uh, last year. Whereas Oakdale this time, they they probably run the ball. I want to say sixty percent pass it, forty percent. So they're still run first. Um, but they obviously have Colin Slee back there, who I think, in my mind, is the top quarterback in the state. His arm talent, I've, I'm not comparing him to the Aaron Rodgers, but I've seen him play. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I've Whoa. seen I've seen Aaron Rodgers play in person, and uh, just how Aaron Rodgers makes it look so effortlessly. Colin Slee's got a little bit of that, just how he um, throws the ball with uh, such ease, and he can make pretty much any throw you can ask of him. Uh, for, like, instance, this past week um, against Liberty, that Hail Mary bomb, <laughs> that 65-yard yeah, uh, bomb. I mean, he just lost, launched that thing up there, and Blake Baxter made an a, a incredible catch. But the arm talent's there. The, the, the poise is there. Uh, he can extend the play. He, he's very special, and I, I don't even know. When the last time this Damascus team has faced a guy like Colin Schley, so we'll have to see on Friday. Damascus, 53 wins in a row. 53, yeah. 38 straight at home. 38 straight at home. Yeah. Longest winning streak in the nation, right? Yeah. And I uh, think they the night, the night they tied the record at 50, I was there versus Walter Johnson, and they tied the record, and Coach Wallach was like, yeah, I don't want to take a pick for tying records. Like, we're going to take a pick next week. And then – it was like maybe an hour after that, the team that held the current longest win streak in the nation had lost. <laughs> and uh, I see Coach Wallach post on Facebook, just like a little party session of him and his coaches and his team celebrating now. What they have is the the longest active win streak in the country. So, yeah, I mean, that's up for grabs too on Friday. Oakdale could steal a little national uh, attention for, for this possible win. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, this Damascus team hasn't lost at home in five years. They haven't lost by more than one point in seven years. So it's obviously very tough to win. Last team to beat them at home was Urbana. Urbana, Urbana, Urbana Quince Orchard, Urbana. Urbana in 2011, I want to say, right? Or no, 2013, they or beat them by 13, one. Uh, Ray, that was the Ray Gray. It was Ray Gray. Ray, Ray Gray year, yeah. And um, I want to say the Oakdale defensive coordinator, Doc, Think, uh, I think he was on, he was. on he staff was. at that point. Yep. So he knows how to, to scheme against this Damascus team. People don't really know that. He does. And not many people know that Coach Stein, Kurt Stein, was on that Catoctin staff when they won in 2009. All right. So, a, a lot of our listeners have seen Oakdale. They haven't seen Damascus. Tell us about Damascus. Damascus is they are who they are. They haven't really changed much the past few years. The only thing that's changed are the faces that uh, now carry carry the, carry the load up front and the ball. Um, they're not as deep as years in the past. They only have maybe 39, 40 guys on the roster this year, whereas last year and years in the past, they've had upwards to 50, 60 kids. So the depth is not there like it used to be, uh, but they still have a big, nasty, mean line. They have, I mean, you, you, you can't. Go without talking about the Damas- or you, you can't talk about Damascus without talking about Brian Brzee, 
the number one recruit in the nation for the class of 2020. He's like 6'5", 250 or something like that. 290, I heard. Two, yeah. Okay, maybe 290 now. I mean, the kid's huge. Uh, he can move. He moves like a bull. He's a freight train coming in there. He's so tough to stop. Um, so, yeah, obviously have to worry about him. Uh, Ryan Linthicum, too. He's a sophomore center. He's got offers from Maryland and Michigan. He's a big kid, too, really gets after the football um, or gets after his blocks. And uh, so you have to deal with them. And then Elijah Bazin up front, too. He's a four-year varsity lineman. So, I mean, he's played in all the big games possible, and he knows how to uh, manage his guys up front. And then they have two other big guys up front, too. So uh, that line, even though they lost Michael Jurgens and Jordan Funk and Matt Betterelli from the past few years, past few state championship runs, they're, they're still big and mean up front. Also, in the backfield, they got T.D. Ayodurjaye, I think that's his name. Um, yeah, T.D., everyone calls T.D., him. Yeah. yeah, and he lives up to his name, too. Yeah, he, he does. He scores a lot, and he has a knack for the end zone. It's, so. for, for those that saw the Walkersville game last year, he was he was a big part of I, yes, I, he was. I, uh, icing that game last year I, after I Damascus took the think lead. So. Ben Locos on Damascus got hurt, one of their running backs, so he uh, took over for them. So, is, yeah. Is Gage Dickens still there? Gage is not there. He got uh, Graduated this past. Oh, he, he graduated. So, okay, so, so so TD is the main man mm-hmm. in the backfield. So and he's a big kid, fast. He's a big strong, kid, he's fast. Yeah. I mean, he he's a straight up athlete. He's a star track runner. Um, yeah, I mean he's a load. They also got a guy named Chris Shaw, who's a sophomore, real shifty. He's elusive. He can make plays for them. So, I mean, they still have a D one playmaker. They've had a D one playmaker for the past they for maybe past five or six years. So. Why, um, why is Damascus so tough to beat at Damascus? I've talked to many kids about this. I saw one kid tweet at me say it's just, it's just dark, it's loud. There's there's you look at the home section, it's always packed. I mean, they have a legacy there, bringing people out to the games. They love the win. They love their football. They're very tight knit town. They pretty much like shut down the town, and everybody comes and supports them. The alumni are, runs deep there. They, you know. If you graduate from Damascus, you're going to be coming back to football games and you're going to be supporting them. That's just how it is there. And also, when you look at the away side, too, I mean, there's not much room to sit. And they probably do that by design and it's smart. So um, that's that's one reason. The field also is... Um, it's, it's a weird field. It's very quirky. Um, it's like it's, it's, it's like a sand it's it like is. a sandy field isn't it's it it's very sandy it's bermuda grass and at this time of the year i mean that it's november it's cold the field is you know it's hard to cut and really move on so i mean that really plays up into their style of football well, last year against walkerville it looked like a gray like the field was gray instead <laughs> well, of green it looked like a little cat litter was out there <laughs> just, right uh, sprinkled but um but no i mean that's smart on their part to to um, maybe make the game that way. I mean, it suits their style. I mean, Oakdale's got turf, so. I mean, um, uh, over the years, I mean, I've, I've been covering football in this area for the last decade. Yeah. You, you, you as a Ligonor student and now who's mm-hmm. been covering state football for th- three yeah. years now? This is my fourth, four, crazy, four, crazy four, enough. Fourth year, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Weird stuff happens at Damascus. <laughs> I mean, you and I over the years, uh, the, the the first thing that comes to mind is that 2014 uh, the slip. Uh, a regional final with Ligonor in the, the 3A West regional final where the field was frozen. I was there. Nathaniel Musselman in his tennis shoes slips on on, on the potential go-ahead game-winning 
uh, two-point conversion. The lights go out twice in that game, uh, delaying the game. Uh, uh, yeah, the lights, too. I forgot about that. And In a previous year, uh, he had a ball deflate on Johnny Deerstein, uh, the, the, the Ligonor kicker. Um, or, or, or just just weird. Ur, Ur, Urbana's had some tough games there. Lignor, o- Oakdale's even gotten their butts kicked uh, twice uh, yeah. at, at Damascus in the playoffs. Yeah. So, um, just weird stuff happens there. That's uh, just, just if you, it's just tough to win if you're an opposing team uh, going there. I mean that that's why they have such a long winning streak. It is, and you know that's definitely a psychological effect on a team. This is going to be at least for Colin Slee and Mario Goings, this is going to be their third game at Damascus. Uh, actually, for Colin Slee, it's going to be his second. I think Mario's going to be his third. Or Mario's third, I believe, yes. Yeah, so they know what to expect there. I don't think that's going to get to them because um, I talked with them uh, today, actually. They're not really blowing this game out of proportion and, and getting caught up. And, oh, like, you know, this Damascus program hasn't lost at home in five years, and they haven't lost by more than one point at home in seven years. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's so tough to play there, and it's unfortunate that some of those things have had to happen over the years when you talk about, you know, the 12-man penalty and the lights going out and the field being frozen over and the deflated ball. I mean, you can use those. I mean, th- those are facts, like you can use those as excuses, but at the same time, they're they're facts, and they definitely had an impact on the game, um, whether you uh, agree with that or not. But yeah, something weird always happens. And I'll, I was on the sideline last year talking with uh, somebody from MocoFootball.com, and I'm just like, you know what? I I just hope this Walkersville Damascus game is settled on the field really no controversial plays <laughs> that we have to look back on i we had that conversation i'm like crud you know yeah that's that's over and done with but like you know that game will always be kind of that game will always kind of have a black eye even though that game was incredible yeah um, well one play decided it the, yeah the the, the the quarterback um uh draw there by and uh, that as well by john allen ferguson that that was that was the difference in the you, game that, that set up that the touchdown the of course that set up the touchdown, and then you had the the horrible twelve men on the field that wasn't called. Yeah. So, but but the, again, that that those were two heavyweight boxers fighting the exact same way. This is not going to be that because of Oakdale's passing game. Mm-hmm. So the key, I think, to me, will be can Oakdale prevent Damascus's lines from wrecking the game on on for for, for them on, on on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Uh, well, where do you think, uh, along those lines, where do you think Oakdale has the advantage in this game? Definitely being able to to put up points quickly. You just say if they do get in, into a hole, which I saw this past week, they can come back from that right pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, whereas Damascus, you know, they fall behind by two touchdowns, and that's 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 a pretty large deficit for them, just with how they play. Uh, they take 11 play drives, 12 plays drives. You know, they, they don't go, they don't put together drives in five or six plays. I mean, with TD in the backfield, yeah, they, they have a chance to break off a big play. But, I mean, Oakdale's more print, more, uh, they have more guys on that side of the ball. And just the way they play, uh, they can put up points quickly. But um, definitely on, uh, I mean, the, the passing attack, I mean, that's, that's something that is, say, Colin goes out there and um, you know doesn't doesn't have one of his better games this year. They still have a shot with the run game, but uh, you know that's really going to set. If Colin goes out there, plays the way he does in the final three quarters versus Liberty, 
He started 0 for 4, something like that, and they were down by 14. It's like, whoa, you know, like you go three and out twice in a row or have two short-lived drives and give up some few big plays on defense, and all of a sudden you're down by 14. Um, But then those guys pulled it together, and Colin passed for uh, close to 240 over the last three quarters or something like that, and it was a complete runaway. So, um Definitely passing, passing the ball for Oakdale, being able to score quickly, moving and, the ball and Oakdale could run the too with they Simeon and uh, Sabute. Uh, well, um, but where does Damascus have the advantage? Definitely ball control, being able to, um, being able to possess the football, being able to. I still think they're going to control the line of scrimmage. I don't think it's going to be as noticeable as Oakdale games in the past, but I think they're still going to control that line of scrimmage, and. Um, you know, Oakdale's got to make sure they they get out to that early lead. I really think it's important for them to get out to an early lead. Um, but for Damascus, yeah, I mean they're they're tough and physical up front. Uh, they're always known for taking care of their bodies. And I was at Oakdale practice tonight, and that's what Coach Stein kind of emphasizes: taking care of your bodies, getting sleep, eating the right things this week, drinking enough water. Um, really nourishing your body for when you come on Friday. I mean, you, you can't have one or two cramps and, you know, say Mario cramps up or something like that for one play. I mean, having him out or anybody out on that Oakdale defense could, I don't know, you know, who, who knows? You just have to take care of your body against Damascus. Um, that's where the Frederick County teams, I feel like have lost to them in years past. You know, they keep it close for the first three quarters and then Damascus finds a way in the fourth they find a way i think that's because they're they wear you down yep you and i have been keeping a close eye on the weather forecast for this game i have actually um, I that b- right because now. i saw oakdale play tuscarora <laughs> two weeks ago in that monsoon. In, in, in that monsoon miles from and, a tornado and, and i and i uh and i saw how the rain rain like that and wind of that caliber sort of limited oakdale's passing game and if you take the oakdale passing game away from them that that would seem to tip the tip the scales toward Damascus. Mm-hmm. So whereas Damascus on that very same night rolled rolled uh, to an easy victory, <laughs> using their ground game and their off their big lines, yep. which are, which are suited to play in those elements. Yep. So on, on a on a clear, it looks to be clear and sunny. You're showing me the yep. forecast on your phone. On, on, a, on a clear, even even though it's cold, on a clear night. With no rain, you would think Oakdale would have a better chance to win the game. Whereas, mm-hmm. whereas if the weather turned bad for whatever reason, yeah, you, you you would think that would tilt the scales toward Damascus, right? I mean, you have to. Yes, it would definitely hamper Oakdale's abilities. Like I said, to to score quickly, we saw against Linganore. They put up thirty five, I think, in the second quarter. They did. That is, it's just crazy. That's mind boggling. That's so, um, yeah. But I'm looking at the weather right now, and it's probably gonna it's gonna rain on Friday, but it's gonna stop at around 6 a.m. So, well, we'll see what the condition the field is in. It's um, it's gonna be wet. Uh, it's gonna be muddy. It's gonna be. I I expect it to be a little muddy. Um, but it's gonna be 38 degrees, eight percent chance of precipitation at kickoff. Clear. It's so, so uh, Oakdale will take that. I I would yeah. say They'll, yeah. they they would be happy if if that's yeah. what the weather was for um, sure. So, uh, you want you want to make a you want to make a prediction on this bad boy, or I, I mean, I won't I won't hold you to it. I won't force you to. Or, or I'll or, give some scenarios about that. 
All right. On how well, this might play all right. Out. Well, let's not let's not let's not do that because we're running Why? short on time okay. here. So, gotcha. Um, let's talk about uh, Ligonor Westminster. Um, okay. The uh, Ligonor rolled in, in 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 the regular season. Uh, the game was played at Urbana because of field concerns due to this crazy rain that we've had this year. Yeah. Uh, does Westminster have a chance in this game? Um, yes, because I've seen. UMBC beat Virginia, and I think any team has a chance. Okay, <laughs> realistically, <laughs> but, though, but on the football field, um, yeah. yes and no. I mean, Langenor just—I thought their game versus Blake was going to be a little closer than forty-nine nothing in the second quarter. I think you were there, right? yeah, because <clears throat> yeah, Blake, f- has, Blake has forty-five, right? Yeah, and they can get it done, uh, or they can make stuff happen. Yeah, Blake was a seven-win team. Yeah, so, so but. Um, no, I mean, Lingard's going to win this game by at least three scores. There's no way they lose. Um, and we should point out that Milford Mill, the team they beat, they did. barely they, beat for a state title lost. last year. They lost they in the did. first round they of the playoffs. Lose to Franklin. To Franklin. Who played DeMatha close this year. So, so, so Franklin's out there. Uh, Dundalk also beat Milford Mill. and Dundalk yeah, by three scores. Right, and, and, and Dundalk is still alive. Mm-hmm. So the winner of that region poses Ligonor's biggest threat to the championship, right? I'd say so. In the East, don't I mean, who knows? I could be wrong, but cuz just cuz I haven't seen those teams in person, but by looking at their track record and resumes and schedules, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely going to be Linganore versus either Franklin or Dundalk um probably in the state championship game. Okay. Catoctin, 1A West. Do they have yeah. a chance to beat Fort Hill? You know, I haven't seen Fort Hill this year. I uh, saw them last time play in the state championship game versus Dunbar. They're always a tough team. They're they're kind of like Damascus. Um, always have tough kids, love to run the football, power formation, whole nine yards. Um, haven't seen Catoctin. So they're excellent offensively. They, okay. they, they can score a lot of points. Okay. V- so very, very balanced, can run or pass, the, too. So. The MasseyRatings.com, which is like a computer database, which like projects and spits out a whole bunch of numbers, they have given Katakna a three percent chance in this game. So I'd say it's better than that. Okay, I, I want to be I want to be totally shocked if they won. Okay, and I want to add to that, Oakdale's got an eighty-one percent chance to beat Damascus, according to this Massey Ratings okay. thing. But I don't know. All right, we'll see. Here we go. I'm going to ask you to predict. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to predict every region final in the state, and, and okay. then and at the end, on the spot, and at the end, we'll get your uh, scenarios. Okay. For Oakdale to win and Damascus win, because I know you don't want to offer a, okay. a a concrete prediction. Okay. All right, one A West, Catoctin, Fort Hill. Who wins? Fort Hill. Uh, 1A South, Douglas, Fairmont Heights. Fairmont Heights. 1A North, uh, Dunbar. Dunbar. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was fast. 1A East, Perryville, Haver de Grace. Haver de Grace. Dunbar, the team to beat in 1A? Dunbar is easily a team to beat in 1A. Okay. Uh, let's go. Let's skip ahead to uh, 2A. We're not skipping ahead, actually. Let's move ahead to 2A. All right. Uh, River Hill, Glenel, 2A South. Glenel. They're actually they're, they're good this year. So don't put a pet. Don't overlook them. Newtown, Eastern Tech. Uh, Newtown. Elkton, North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, team to beat is the winner of Oakdale, Damascus. I'd say so. They're in the driver's seat. Whoever okay. wins on Fridays in the driver's seat for two A definitely. Three uh, A West, Westminster, Lincolnor, uh, Northern Calvert, Huntingtown. Huntingtown. Franklin, Dundalk. Franklin. Franklin beats number one seed Dundalk. I okay. Say so. Uh, Ligonor against the Franklin Dundalk winner, probably for the for in the uh, in the three A yep. final. I think it's going to be Ligonor Franklin. Okay, Ligonor Franklin. 
Uh, 4A, uh, Northwest Quince Orchard. 4A is pretty fun. Uh, Quince Orchard. Quince Orchard, Flowers, and Wise. Wise. Both teams are undefeated. Actually, no, sorry. Wise, Wise. Wise one loss to Calvert. Yeah. Paul Calvert this Hall, past right. year, yep. sorry. And Calvert Hall, a good private school out of Baltimore. They're very good. So, uh, Mervo, a Paint Branch. Paint Branch. And South River, North Point. North Point. Team to beat in 4A is... It's still wise, but Quince Orchard's got something for them this year, I think. <laughs> well, will those teams meet in the in the, in the final? They will. Or are they on opposite sides of the They Okay, bracket? so if Mervo... Oh, they, 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 they recede, right? They uh, do recede. Based so on points. If, if Paint Branch beats Mervo, they would host Quince Orchard in the semifinals. And if Wise and North Point win, Wise would travel to North Point, both teams with a shot to get to the state title game in, in 4A. Um... Now, if Paint Branch beats, or if Mervo beats Paint Branch, excuse me, which is a possibility, then uh, Mervo would travel to North Point and Quinn Sorcher would host Wise, say, if, if, if all four of those teams win uh, with a shot to get to the state title game. Team to beat in 4A is? Is Wise, but Quinn Sorcher could, could have something for him. We'll see. Okay. We'll have to see. Uh, all right, let's go back to the game of the century of the year, Oakdale-Damascus. Uh, Damascus wins if? They possess the ball. Uh, wear down that Oakdale defense, put together some long drives, and if they have the ball, you know, Colin Schley can't, can't have an impact on the game. Uh, with that being said, they also have to put uh, create pressure on Colin Schley, led by Brian Brzee and uh, those those guys up front for Damascus. Um O- Oakdale wins if um, they get out to a good start. They start fast. They put up points. Uh, they, if they put up, I feel like if they put up twenty four plus, uh, they win. I don't see Damascus scoring more than twenty one on Oakdale's defense and the way they play. Uh, they just drag drag the game out and don't really score too quickly. But yeah, uh, they also win if they play a clean game and if they, they can can keep their two. Two-dimensional offense rolling. Uh, I feel like that would definitely put the Mascus on their heels. Oakdale's defense a bit unheralded. I mean, you saw them, you saw them scrimmage Quince Orchard, and, and mm-hmm. they held their own in that scrimmage. Yes, 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 they did. They uh, sh- shut them out against st- starters versus st- like st- starters, but um, <clears throat> they, uh, yeah. Quince Orchard's big and fast and physical, and uh, Oakdale proved they can um, shut down teams like that. So, so yeah. They've also only given up three touchdowns, uh, like, with their starters playing at and least. Two of them came all, last week, yeah. All year long, and two of them came last week. And Against Liberty. Liberty had 260 total yards of offense, and 130 of them came on three long pass plays. So. Okay. So, yeah. Should be a good one, Kyle. Look forward to seeing you out there, man. Should Game be a of great the century one. of the year, Oakdale, Damascus, and we'll see how Katakin and Ligonor yeah. uh, uh, play out, too. So, uh, so we'll have you back on uh, when we get a little closer to the state, to the state final. So. Sounds good to me. All right. Thanks Thank to uh, Graham Cullen, to Adam Weinstein, to Gay Girls Soccer Coach for coming in and chatting with us. I look forward to seeing how the playoffs uh, shake out uh, here in Frederick County. Until then, I'm Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department, and we'll see you next week back here on The Final Score.